<laughs> what the hell? Somebody in the dentist office? Uh, I Are you running your gas car? Inside? This episode's be recorded in the dentist's office. Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, greetings to everyone out there in the RC modeling world, and welcome to the RC Roundtable. I'm Fitzwalker, and joining me as usual is Terry Dunn. Good morning. And Lee Ray. Heidi ho Well, googly to you, too. And, uh, guys, uh, what's, what's happening? What's new with you guys? Weather. Weather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got you beat. Yeah, I you got do. You beat with that one. It's, um, you know, I used to talk about how windy it would get in Lubbock, and it would get windy in Lubbock, but today up here, holy cow. I don't know what the wind speeds are, but it's, it's nasty. It's cold too, isn't it? Cold snow. It wouldn't be nearly as cold. I think it would be pleasant if it weren't for the wind, but yeah, I, I went out this morning and all the garbage cans are blown over and there's trash up and down the street and yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's hell on earth. Do you still have much snow left? Oh, no. Most of that is melted away, but really? it'll be back. It's actually snowing just a little bit right now, but nothing to speak of. It'll be back. Yeah. All right, so tell me about your bad weather, Lee. <laughs> I don't feel like it now. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> uh, I think Terry's going to learn how to play a violin just to play it in the background. Really teeny tiny one. <laughs> we, we we dropped 20 degrees, right, Fitz? Yeah, what, yeah. Like in a di- in, Ooh, just over several hours, right? 80 now? <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no it's pretty cold. 40, the air, the uh, heater had to right kick now. on. What is it, in the 30s this morning? Yeah, I think we're in 40. 40? Oh, yeah, 45, I think. They yeah. said with the wind chill, it'd be in the 30s. Yeah. we have, what, 10, 15 plus going on right now? Yeah, it's windy. I think tomorrow is supposed to be in the 30s overnight, is what I heard. So no flying for anybody. Apparently not. No flying. We were, well, I should say no outdoor flying for anybody. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I was, we were going to try to maiden, uh, I'll talk about it later, a plane tomorrow, but it doesn't look like it's going to weather to cooperate. Me too. Can't wait to hear your story. Yeah. 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 So you guys had a good week? Uh, we did. I did. I've been uh, working on a few different projects, and uh, I'll talk about those. Yeah. If so- you're nice. So far, so good. Got some, got some goodies to talk about later. Okay, all right. Let's talk about the now. And uh, let's see, a couple things popped up. What just yesterday from Horizon? I think the two new planes they announced, or one is a plane, one's a plane-ish, so to speak. <laughs> a plane X. Plane X. Uh, yeah, plane X. Uh, so first up is something they call the Iluna. Uh, I don't know if that's Spanish for. Uh, electric moon or something. I don't know, but, uh, it's a interesting, a mid-wing glider, 1.5 meter, so not terribly big, motor glider. Uh, it's, of course, a foamy and what, uh, four channels. So it's got ailerons. They're advertising it somewhat aerobatic. Uh, my first thought when I saw it is, this, hey, this kind of reminds me of the fox. And so I call it kind of foxish. Looks like they're talking a 3S, 1300 milliamp hour battery pack. 
Uh, factory installed servos, uh, bolt-on wing. Yeah, it looks pretty nice. Got a little little wheel in the middle of the fuselage, and some little bit of teeny tiny wing winglets, which is kind of neat. Now, am I wrong? But I did not see a plug-and-play option that would include AS3X and safe. Yeah, that's interesting. Although they are offering a free receiver, just a, one of their four channels. Is that the re- is that the antenna-less one, Lee? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Lee, you sound different. <laughs> uh, I know because so playing, playing the part of both Terry and Lee, <laughs> it's Terry Dunn. I know because you, Lee, you've had some of these receivers. I thought that was the. Uh, um, I, I, I'm agnostic on this one. Thoughts from you guys? Lee? <laughs> I'm not talking now. <laughs> uh, uh, for the price, you can't beat it for a 1.5 meter, you know, with the receiver, 99 bucks. You know, the, I love the scratched out price, 180 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's a great deal. And for me, yes, it's not exactly the same. I, I told Terry earlier, but to me, I'm kind of thinking the electro streak. And that was a, I think you had one, Terry, didn't you? I did. I had a framed up and covered electric street that I bought at a hobby shop for a song. I think I paid 20 bucks for it and it was ready for servos and motor. And I, um, I sat on it for a little while and then when I got ready to move, I didn't want to crush it. So I gave it to our buddy Keith and within a couple of days he had that thing fixed up and flying. Mm. So, and I, Electrostreaks fall right in that sweet spot for me of the old school designs that relate really well to modern upgrades. So yeah. don't get me on an electrostreak tangent. <laughs> we're, we're talking about the Eluna. Uh, but I don't I think go. you couldn't thermal electrostreak very easily. This is definitely a thermal glider. What? It's, they call this a sport plane, so I don't know. I think I think the Electro Street could if you had it just right. But of course, back then you had this huge lead canned weight in the nose. <laughs> <So> <laughs> and I bet yeah, a several brushless... cans. <laughs> I, bet... Yeah. <laughs> I bet a brushless conversion of Electro Street would be a hoot to fly. But that's how I'm doing the comparison. I would not consider this a soaring plane. This to me is a sport glider, and I I'm just going to say for the price. And I, I I don't know how this flies. And does this the thing even needs safe for AS3X? Heck no. no. Um, but gosh, you get the receiver, you got a uh, EPO frame, you got a brushless motor and speed controller in there. Hand over the $99. Have a fun little plane there. Yeah, I totally agree. That's a fantastic value for what you're getting. Yeah. I'm trying to see the difference between the plug-and-play and what's the other version? Mm. They're both plug-and-play. But it's twenty bucks less if you get a free receiver. What am I missing here? And it's a thirty dollar receiver, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So just get it with the receiver. Well, yeah. Pay twenty bucks less and get more stuff. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if there's another difference I'm not seeing there. Unless but it's, got it's interesting. Or something. No, it doesn't. It's um, no, you they're both listed as plug and play. Unless it comes with a transmitter. No, it's just a receiver. No, maybe it's a, so, yeah. maybe it's a limited time deal. It could be. Well, look, judging by that, again that scratch off price, I'm assuming it's going to jump. But it's just weird that. Okay, so that is maybe they're going to offer a version with the receiver later on. 
and that's going to be 180, because this other one's scratched out at 140, but it's down to 120 right now, so. Yeah, they've done that before. I mean, I, although I don't need another plane right now, but, and you know, there is no dihedral on this thing, so it's not, you know, you were talking about soaring, it's slope soaring, maybe, what? in Texas. <laughs> you can soar that dihedral? Eh. Oh, yeah. You can do it. You, yeah. Uh, it's, to me, again, this is more of a sport fighter. Okay, I'll I'll give you that. And it's a fly zone, so again, despite our predictions, fly zone is not dead. They did it on purpose. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. Us. I think I'm feeling better. <laughs> 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 I think I'll go for a walk. <laughs> I feel happy. So happy. All right. Well, uh, don't know as much else we can say about this other than uh, it looks like a really good deal. This is your style of flying. It looks like it could be a fun plane. I like the fact it's pretty aerobatic, so it looks like it's not something you get bored with very quickly. Well, well is I, there a video? Because I didn't see one. I saw pictures. I don't think I saw a video. No, just so not. we're just taking their word for it. Exactly. Well, and it, uh -huh. I'm not going to do a comparison with Multiplex. I'm not going to go that far. But yeah. the wing assembly makes it really easy to transport. You've just got one ring rod, and they snap together, and you have the uh, aileron connectors in the fuselage to the wing. So it's... You know, you don't have to pull apart the canopy and rewire anything. It's plug it in and you go. Yeah, so nice. That's convenient. Okay. <laughs> For 99 bucks, it's cheaper than the the, the C-47. <laughs> With a receiver. <laughs> so. And it has the same prop clearance when it's on the landing. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of, this does have uh, one wheel in the belly. Yep, a little, yeah. little bit. Well, yeah, wheel. didn't didn't the Electro Streak have a wheel, or did someone just did I see someone just install one? I think it had optional wheels on it. I don't know if I've ever seen one that actually had wheels installed though. Hmm. Interesting. Well, let's keep it. Let's keep an eye on this and, and come back to it at our next. Uh, well, I don't know if I can do it our next recording. <coughs> I won't go too far forward in our show. Mm. But I'd like to learn learn more about this just to see if anybody's flying. Of course, I I also wonder how long the deadline is for that price. Are yeah. they in stock? It says they are in stock. So. Yeah. Huh. yeah, so you might want to grab one while you can if you have inkling for it. They do have a still picture of it doing a low inverted pass, so I imagine it's, it's at least relatively aerobatic. Photoshop. Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually uh, falling from the ceiling. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, years ago, there was a guy who had a picture of a helicopter flying inverted inside his house. And... People thought he was a really good pilot, and he, he finally admitted, no, it was kind of a, a stage photo. He wasn't really flying it. I think he had dropped it or something, or <laughs> threw it in the air and took a snapshot of it. <laughs> All right. Anyways, uh, next up is something they've, they've factory kitbashed, so to speak, an Inductrix, and they've turned it into an airplane, calling it the Inductrix Switch Air. And uh, this is it's pretty amazing what they continue to, continue to do with these little Inductrix things uh, after they came up with the regular Inductrix. Then they came up with the Hovercraft version, which still kind of boggles me how, how well it works. And now they've had another mod where they kind of stuck it to a flying wing body and turned it into a sort of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, winging, winged drone, so to speak. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, besides calling it a switch air, 
Uh, so blast to fly uh, into a flying yeah. wing. Basically, they're just calling yeah. it a flying wing. So there are no control surfaces. It's all vectored thrust. Yeah. So yeah. the video makes it look pretty uh, stable. Yeah, yeah. They say um, they're basically saying it's for indoor use unless you're like on a really calm day uh, yeah. outside. But it seems like it flew really well. It's kind of a neat. It's almost Surreal how slow it flies, yet it's an airplane that flies really, really slow. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's to degrade it, just really neat to watch. It's kind of mesmerizing, kind of watching it fly around. It's really neat. Uh, it's almost like those yeah, vehicles in Star Wars, you know, to fly Yeah, gravity. it's weird that the, the back fans are tilted, not at a 90-degree angle like they are on the hovercraft, but, I don't know, 15 or 20 degrees. And... They're blown downward, which is the opposite of what reflex and the airfoil would do. So I'm still trying to wrap my head around the physics of this thing. Yeah, it's it's funky. But it works. But it works, yeah. If you can believe the video, and I think you can, then it flies. It flies. They're saying you can, um, if you already have an Inductrix, you can apparently convert it to fly with this wing or something like that. Um, even if it's a hovercraft version, you can do a software update and uh, convert your existing inductrix to mount onto this wing. I guess, I suppose they sell the wings separately? Well, that's good. It would be nice if you had one one set of electronics that you could just move around to either the hovercraft or the wing or nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just a little fun indoor thing. Yeah, it's really clever. Now, I noticed they don't have a FPV camera on it. I wonder if it's capable of... Or am I not seeing that? No, I didn't see one either. But don't they have really tiny ones you can just stick on? It has a built-in transmitter and everything. It's all modular. Uh, yeah, the, the, I was thinking the same ones they put on the hovercraft or yeah. the, the Inductrix. Don't see why that wouldn't work. Um, if you can lift the extra weight of the wing, I imagine just a little a few gram camera wouldn't be a big deal. But Isn't the wing lifting itself? Well, in hover mode, it's not. Okay. Because they, they show vertical takeoff and landing. So. Ah, uh, right. It looked like it had plenty of power to do it, so I wouldn't. I guess one way to find out, right? Slap that sucker yep. on there and see what it does. I'm sure somebody's going to do it pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. For science or something. I think Lee's doing it now because he's busy not talking to us. <laughs> yeah, he just disappeared. <laughs> Gotta talk flying. You have, you have not asked my opinion, therefore I will wait until my moment. <laughs> you just got to throw it out there, man. How long have you been on this show? Uh, I'll... To be honest, I have nothing to throw out there. I I just kind of rolled my eyes when I first saw this. So rolled your eyes, rolled, oh, party did. pooper. Wait, you don't like ingenuity? <laughs> which, you don't which, like clever ideas? <laughs> it's it's clever. I don't know. <laughs> and and I'm saying this based on the fact that Austin and I have been flying little tiny whoops, and and he picked up a uh, Blade Nano QX the other day, and he's been having a blast with it. So, you know, we're playing with these little quadcopters in the house, and I don't know, this just didn't appeal to me. So. Hmm. That's I bet your, all i got to say about that. I bet your son would be all over it, though. I don't. No? I don't think so. Mm-mm. You know what? And we'll we'll place that bet. I'll say right now, he's just going to go, eh. <laughs> Interesting. But that's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. All right, all right. so while we're on the, uh, the Inductrix switch kind of topic. Um, I was inspired by that idea. Now, I started this before the air came out yesterday, so I was only thinking 
modifying quadcopter to hovercraft. And actually, I had this idea a couple of years ago, and I was thinking differently. I built a little chassis around one of my indoor micro quads that used all four fans for lift. And I was thinking that the hovercraft would tilt just a little bit one way or the other, and that would be enough for translation. Um, turns out it worked pretty poorly, so I just kind of gave up on it. And then I saw the switch, which has two the two rear fans vertical. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I can copy that idea and apply it to one of my other uh, micro quads. And so I started to build my own. I used the foam board, and I, I made a little hovercraft. And I tested it yesterday, and it works. It's pretty cool. It's an easy-peasy little thing that you can do. And I, I think a lot of us have leftover hovercraft, mini ones, hanging around. So I'll put up some pictures of it. And right before we started recording the show, I made a little foam skirt for it to help performance, hopefully. Hmm. And I'll try that out after we're done. So, yeah, I, uh, you know, talking of innovation and technology, I, uh, I totally stole their idea, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, neat. Yeah, I look yeah. forward to seeing the pictures. So while the wind's blowing outside, I'll be inside driving around my little hovercraft. Uh, send us video. Yeah, video or it didn't happen. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. As usual, Terry's clutching together something. Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I learned it by watching you. <laughs> Sounds like that drug commercial. Where'd you learn that? I learned it from watching yeah. you, right? Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, next up, Flightline P51 Motion RC is, I guess, the exclusive distributor of these guys. They've got a little P51. It just popped up. Uh 33-inch wingspan. That's 855 mms to the rest of the world. Uh, looks like they has a you have some variation power systems, 3S or 4S, stock out of the box. Uh, usually around 2200. Look pretty well, nice. It's not an option, right? It's there's only one plane they sell, and you can use either 3S or 4S. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Looks like right out of the box. The way you said it, I was thinking like the F4 where they have different fan units. Oh, that can oh. Use like six okay. No, this one, so, no no change in proper motor or anything. You just slap in whatever battery you want. Uh, it's hand launch, no wheels, just a little grab and go. and seemed pretty nice. Uh, they had some videos of it. They compared the 3S and 4S flying. and uh, There's a little bit of a speed increase with the 4S. Uh, but both, even with 3S, scoots along pretty good. Uh, I don't know what else I can say about it. Uh, they, a, they got a long flight time on it, about eight minutes they had, they advertised just for relaxed flying with it. With what size battery? Uh, 2200. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it looks like it's pretty efficient. Uh, comes with a couple different uh, options for the decals. It's pretty nice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh... It's pretty simple, not very complicated, so not really a whole lot I can say about it other than it's, it looks like to be a new series that they're advertising of smallish uh, backyard, so to speak, or schoolyard flyers. Um, sim simple, but uh, pretty speedy. Well, I'll be honest. It's hard for me to get excited about a P-51. 
Not you know, that I don't like them. There's just so many different models of them. I, I feel saturated. It's funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing. Uh, it's a, it's a mixed bag because P51s are popular, and if you you know coming out with something, uh, I, I remember reading years ago about this because it's not a new thing. P51s are so saturated in, in the modeling world because they are nice looking planes and pretty famous. And it's like if you want to be popular with a model, a P51 is probably guaranteed to be popular. But then again, it's yet another P51. Right. P51s uh, and Cubs. They're, they're probably going to be a good seller, but. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, mean, I don't have anything against it per se, but it would be nice to come up with some uh, some other interesting designs. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, all that being said, in the past however many years, there's been a huge improvement in scale accuracy and details and things like that with these yeah. uh, lower end. And when I say lower end, I just mean the least expensive ones. I mean, the uptick in quality is huge, so I appreciate that. Anyway, compare this to the GWS of ten years ago, yeah. and you know it's not even in the same ballpark, and probably would have cost you about the same by the time you got to fly in. So anyway, I'm not trying to to bash this particular model. I'm just saying it has to show up with a marching band and dancing ladies to get my attention. As a <laughs> Okay, but the little plane from Horizon, that got your attention. Well, it's different. I didn't see dancing ladies on my video. What what video did you click on? <laughs> no, no, I said if it's a if you're coming to me with a P fifty one, you better have some pizzazz. That's all. Yeah, some pizzazz. Or maybe an d- interesting variation on it. Maybe yeah, like some a flare. Little, some flare or maybe or a B model. model, yeah. yeah a B model or A thirty six or something. Yeah, just something a little different. Yeah. Sidewinders. So we we have officially become curmudgeons. Yeah, what would have been neat was they had a a, a twin like a what a P eighty two. Yeah, yeah, that would have been neat. A little one like that, that'd be cool. Well, there you go. Someone's going to do that. Well, I'm going to do the comparison. You guys have not mentioned, but I'm going to compare this directly to the Tower Hobbies P fifty one. And to preface, I had a bad experience <laughs> in my college days. I had a bad experience with a P fifty one. Uh, I had an Alpha Models P51. It did not fly very well, and it did not fly uh, much better when the prop came off. <laughs> so, and that was that was a time when I, after I crashed that one, I did not have any interest in a P51 until we did the reviews on the Tower Hobbies P51s. And that Miss America was a blast to fly. And I know I'm waiting for the price to go down, like on the Shangri-La, when it goes to 99, because they're like they do it in intervals. They do one kit and bring bring the price down. But I'm going to grab a Shangri La when it turns to 99 because I do like the plane a lot. So when this flight line came out, you know the specs are very similar. And the couple of things that I wanted to point out that I like about the flight line is that they did include servo horn protectors that I wish the Tower Hobbies P51 had. Oh yeah, the bottom of the wing, yeah. And it's not a big deal, but that's a nice addition to include. They also protected the bottom underside of the fuselage. They have some kind of plastic, uh, it says here, plastic sheathed underside, which is a benefit because like you, I I think you guys fly yours off the grass too. You don't use your landing gear fits. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Landing yeah. gear doesn't work. Yeah. And that's something that the Tower Hobbies plane comes with. It comes with landing gear. Now, I think all three of us chose to do the retracks, and on concrete, like at best, the 
retracts were great. Grass, it's a total disaster. So I never, never fly with the gear up or down when I'm flying in the, on our field. Uh, but the flight line doesn't come with gear. Uh, but I do like the fact that they protect the bottom. I use gaff tape on the bottom of my Miss America just to protect, and it's worked great. And as far as price, they're identical. And you have options, though, with the Tower Hobbies to add flaps. This one doesn't. Do you need There's it? always an option. <laughs> well, <that's> Terry. <laughs> There's Terry. <laughs> There's always an option. To, uh, so I, I'm torn. I really enjoy the Tower Hobbies P51. I know I'm going to get another one. Uh, the question, if, like, if I had to ask you guys, if you had to pick between this one and the other one, what would make your decision? Granted, we're a little... Uh, opinionated because we've tested the tower and you haven't seen this one but would anything attract you to the flight line over the tower hobbies uh for me personally since i fly off of a paved field i probably would gear towards the tower hobbies one because <laughs> um my particular field hand launch stuff is not as easy to work with um or i can do it it's just it's we have such a nice runway that it's easier just to take off and land on the runway. So I'm I'm biased towards having the retracts for, for my particular situation. Yeah, and I'm kind of the opposite. I'm in a situation where I'm pretty much would have to do hand launch on either one. And I don't having not seen the flight line in the flesh, it's hard to make that decision. But just looking at the pictures, it's uh, the clear winner in terms of scale accuracy so that might nudge it out it's probably a little lighter too since it doesn't have all the extra gear mechanics in it you mean the retracts yeah no stuff? retracts no no flaps uh, well i've it's pulled that out light. of my p51 well that's true too yeah yeah so i again i don't know what the direct comparison would be but i i would think most of those differences would be in the noise so mm. I, I don't know I, you got a coin i can flip that'll okay. help me decide well, and yeah. we uh, we also like the motor on the Tower Hobbies, so that's another benefit. I'm really happy with the Tower Hobbies one, so I'm not trying to diss the flight line. I just want people to know that if you're trying to decide between these two, you should take a look at the Tower and, and do the comparison and see if there's a benefit. Uh, you know, I, one compliment I always liked, uh, one compliment I made on the P51 that I liked about the Tower version is that top canopy and the easy access. And yeah. Not that it's a big deal, but on this one, you have to have a little latch. You know, okay. And I think the magnets work great on the uh, Tower Hobby. So that, I'm just doing that because I've, I've had the comparison on P51s, and these are very similar. All right. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm looking at – this is a three-channel job, right? No rudder? Correct. Oh, there's okay. no rudder. So I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's yeah, banking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's different. I, I like my rudder when I'm flying. Yeah, me too. So, hmm. Again, uh, you could always add one. But Are you sure? Is this four-channel rate? Well – I'm looking at the, the airframe, and it, it doesn't look hinged. So, yeah. Oh, it's it's three. It says aileron and elevator. That's it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I, didn't, I missed that. Yeah, I like like Terry. I like my rudder. I like my women. Like my, I like my planes uh, with rudder. Rudder. I like her to yaw. <laughs> I like my women to yaw. <laughs> 
Okay, it sounds like we just keep bashing this thing, and that's not our intent. It's, it looks like no. a nice airplane. But yeah, I have one I... more gripe to make. <laughs> <laughs> We're not bashing, but, but, but let me bash it. There's more. more. <laughs> but, yeah. It has a, a lovely scale, clear canopy, and a headrest. No head. But no, no head to rest on the headrest. Why go to all that other trouble and then leave out the dude? Or gal. Not discriminating. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd gladly pay a few more bucks to get a pilot bus today. <laughs> from the film. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, just my two cents. Well, we, uh, we need to see one show up at the field somewhere we can compare it to. Uh, that's an interesting thought. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, well, uh, Terry contemplates his bust. Let's uh, take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, it's two weeks away. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, next Star Wars movie? Uh, no, no. Avengers. The Avengers. Something. No. <laughs> um. It's us, the three of us, together in New Jersey. Oh, we yeah. We are the three amigos. <laughs> and that's such a momentous occasion that AMA decided to throw their expo. They did. They threw us. a party for us. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, but seriously, folks, uh, we will all three be at the AMA Expo in two weeks. Wow, that is coming up so fast. Oh, yeah. So, Extremely fast. Right. Actually, less than two weeks, because Fitz and I have to hop on a plane. Well, we're all getting there on Thursday, right? Thursday, yeah. Today's Friday. Yeah. So the Expo starts Friday the 22nd through Sunday the 24th. And as it stands now, Lee and I will both be giving how-to presentations um, are you giving one on Sunday as well? I or think he took me off the Sunday so we can get so home. catch your flight. Yeah. Okay. So I will be giving them Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Lee on Friday and Saturday. And there have been rumors that Fitz will be in the mix as well, but those are unconfirmed. Well, I'm looking at Sunday's schedule. It looks like they pulled you off the Sunday schedule too. Oh, it pulled me off? You're free. Oh, <laughs> You're free to drive us to the airport. <laughs> but hey, well, Saturday's, like, for every event, Saturday's the big day. So yeah. everybody come see us on Saturday. Or Friday. Or Saturday. Or Friday. Or those people who can't make it out in the afternoon on Friday to see us do our stage. Yeah. yeah. For those of you off work and you get the weekend and you want to kill time and you want to come see the three amigos, please come out. Yeah, and I'm excited because it looks like there's a bunch of other cool stuff that'll be there. I want to meet some of the other people that are presenting, and there's a whole slew of them. And I I want to go around to the different vendors, too. There were a bunch last year. There were some good deals to be had. Yeah, you went last year. Right, that was my first time. Yeah, I think we talked about it before in a previous show. Um, we did. But I'm having a hard time remembering some of the specifics. Uh, well, we talked about it. Thayer and I were there, and we did a post-Saturday recording, I believe. Yeah, from the hotel room. So, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. I remember. Four fits. Remember, because I was late. I was out at dinner until late, late, and made you guys wait on me. Yeah. Hey, 
You told us yeah. about the, the the pond, the little indoor pond. You went to the flying event afterwards. It sounds like a uh, lot of fun. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of that same stuff going on. And I think you guys will be really impressed with the static judging that goes on. There's a, a whole bunch of big tables set up with airplanes, boats, cars, and other cool stuff, and they're judged in different categories. Mm. I have no idea what those categories are, but the stuff is neat to look at. There's some very, very impressive models there. There's a lot of exhibitors I'm looking at. Hey, did you say Joe was coming? Uh, yeah, from I got USA? hint that yeah, Joe Vermillion from Balsa USA. Sounds like he's going to be there. So Balsa USA was not there last year, I don't believe. So we'll get to rub shoulders with him and say hi. I think we owe him a beer or two. <laughs> or three. Yeah. And then there's then there's the swap shop. So I was already telling Fitz that I think we're flying southwest. So I'm just going to bring a huge empty suitcase and just throw it on the plane <laughs> and just see if I can fill it on the way back. <laughs> yeah. I walked through the swap shop a couple times last year and there was a lot of stuff and some pretty good deals. The only reason I didn't buy stuff is because, uh, you know, I already have a lot of stuff. I think that should be one of my little gifts for our listeners is that that's going to be the mystery take home <laughs> item. We're going to find I'm something gonna, at the swap shop. I'm going to find something that'll fit in the suitcase and then I'll, I'll reveal it on a podcast. <laughs> See if I can keep you guys from knowing what it is and then I'll tell people what I snuck into the suitcase. Whoever guesses it wins it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> It's the same building as last year? Yep. Yeah. The uh, Sakakas Convention Center. Big place. So, yeah, you won't have to worry about that. Hey, and um, here's, some, here's something interesting for you. One of our good neighbor friends whose uh, kids go to school with ours, we had dinner with him the other night, and one of his headquarters offices right, like, Five miles down the road, <laughs> so he's familiar with the place. He visits, you know, like eight, ten times a year, and uh -huh. he gave me a list of restaurants to go visit. So, ooh. oh, cool! All right, yeah. He said there's a good steak place, so I'm taking you guys out. Oh, nice. So I'll tell you, going there last year, I knew that it was right across the river from Manhattan. So I'm like, oh, it's going to be such a pain. The traffic's going to be horrible. There won't be any place to park. And when I do find a place to park, it's going to be outrageous but no i had zero trouble uh, getting into the place on a weekday morning and the parking was free and they had it organized and i guess the, the rc clubs that help host it also help organize the parking uh, but uh, it was easy in easy out and i had no complaints and then when we did want to go into Manhattan to see some stuff, there was a bus we could catch right outside the convention center, and I think we paid like four bucks. Hmm. And it took us uh, across the bridge, and we were there in a few minutes. So oh, yeah, nice. I was I was really impressed with how easy it was to get in and out of there and to get around. So if if any of you out there are reserved about going because you're concerned about that, then it's a non-issue. So, so are we going to make a plan to go to the museum? I think we should. Yeah, I'd like to, we too. I've, I've driven past it a few times. I've never been in it. You're talking about the Intrepid Museum? Yeah, Intrepid, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. We should try to go. Yeah, definitely. You can't see me, but I'm giving a thumbs up. Oh. <laughs> well, I heard it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Mm. So, yeah, we can get into all sorts of trouble over there. So I think you guys will have a good time. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a strange way to get ourselves promoted. <laughs> Check our Facebook. Three hoes from the RC Roundtable were arrested on the Intrepid. <laughs> for spray painting their name on the Endeavor. Well, what is over there? Well, Enterprise? I, I wasn't referring to the Intrepid specifically. I just bought oh. <laughs> the area. And you know what? Last year, I watched a lot of the electric control on flying that they were doing indoors, but mm. I'm going to do it this year. I'm going to endeavor to do it this year. It looked like a lot of fun. He's going to do and it. What, build something for us so we can fly too? Uh, you know uh. how to build. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you need me to hold your hand? Uh, just have it ready for me. Okay. Wait, do, you have to, uh, Captain. do you have to build your own model, or do they provide one? No, the, no, they have a club model there, and that thing is tough as a brick, because mm. If, as I recall, it was some sort of coroplast model uh, with twin boom with a pusher. Oh, I know so what that it, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I built one before. Yeah, and a lot of rookies were flying it yeah. and plowing it into the ground, and they just, whatever, put it back in the air, and it, it lasted through the weekend. All right. So, yeah. So I want to give it a go. Give it a go. Relive your childhood. Yeah. And maybe I'll bring something for the pond as well. Hey, Fitz, let's, let's sneak in an 049 and run it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> scare the crowds. <laughs> hey, speaking of 049s, I heard you have a new one. <laughs> I do. I, I really don't even know what it is because it's, it's got a weird body. I'm not, I mean, it, it is a cox, but it's got a weird uh, uh, head to it. It's got like a hex head to it. Huh? To show, to show you. You'll, have to see, you'll have to see where the base where it screws in. <clears throat> and maybe just part of the muffler, but it's uh, interesting. So uh, Terry's talking about, uh, I posted it on Facebook. I visited my local hobby shop where I picked up my new Timber X that I'd ordered. Randy's Hobbies for all Randy's. your hobby needs. <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my lovely, lovely family gave me gift certificates to Randy's. So for Christmas, I bought myself a Timber X. And when it arrived, I was looking at it, uh, uh, the consignment place. How's that? Where things show up first and then they get hung in the ceiling and there was this odd looking foam plane <laughs> i'm going to use the odd because it didn't quite go together properly but it had a, an 049 on the front and after some research the fuselage is in cox easy b2 and well weathered uh it's seen some use i guess but the wing did not quite go right so it turned out it was a hobby zone cub wing that was attached to it with a hobby zone cub tail surfaces and someone just pushed it together but i i really liked it i was like that's kind of cool and as uh, terry mentioned it had those big brick servos in it and sure as heck yeah it had like fataba s 148s in there so <laughs> terry i hear you laughing it's like you know the idea you could shave so much weight by replacing it with this stuff now so i i did i picked it up <clears throat> gave a gave a couple of dollars to the the, the store and it is you now stole that thing. Uh, no, no, I, I didn't steal it. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I meant figuratively. Yeah, <laughs> I did steal it. Uh, I found it. But it, it's, <laughs> it, it, it followed me home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it will need some love and care, but you know what? It's, it's interesting, and I thought it might be fun for Austin and I to put that together. And, you know, it's wide open throttle. <laughs> I don't know how long. How, how long does the tank run? Oh, things so. a couple of minutes at the most. Uh, I mean, that's the smaller tank. You had a bigger tank on yours, didn't you? Uh, yeah. And mine ran. I think was it right at three minutes? Yeah, two, something two a something? minute and a half. Yeah. yeah. 
Just enough to get altitude. Yeah. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, well, uh, I'll I'll send more pictures. I've dis disassembled the entire thing. Uh, found some broken pieces and th uh, stuff, but it, really, it's not too bad as long as the the plastic mount is in good shape. I don't see any cracks in it, and I think it'll hold together. And you know, balance the prop. <laughs> now, do you think it was flown in the condition that it's in? I do. Okay. The yeah, original we... had, if I'm remembering right, I think the original version had a polyhedral room. Yes. Not, not that you have to have that, but I'm just curious if, you know, they pulled it out of the shelf and decided to slap some parts on it so they could get rid of it. No, no. Okay. It looks like it had been used. Yeah. Uh, and, right. and I probably wouldn't have gone down the road they chose to assemble this. With huge, like four forty push metal push rods. Oh my gosh, four forty! <laughs> I'm not kidding you. They're huge, straight push rods, and this is the part you'll love. I didn't. I don't think you saw it in the photo, but one's going under the dowel wing tie down dowel. <laughs> one's going over the wing oh, dowel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really odd. Uh, uh, whatever routing of the push rod. So yeah, I yanked it all out and I'll do some trimming and cleaning up and yeah, I'll let y'all know. So there's a lot of meat on the bone to, to lighten this thing up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And now the concern will be CG because in the nose, this is again on the radio, the nose is held on by two plastic clamshells uh, to hold the motor on the front and to be to hold a four pack of double A's receiver pack. So it's covered up, and the only way to get to it is to unscrew the, these clamshells every time. You know, even though you turn the switch off, there's there it's still connected in there. So I'm like, that's ah, not I'm not going to do that. So you know, weighed a lot, a lot of corrosion coming off those batteries. So obviously, it's seen its time, but it's fun, you know. And you know, I, I've got that. I wonder why I have that Cox 049 bug. <laughs> Could it have been our last episode? <laughs> but yeah, I'm thinking, just spitballing here, I bet those 440 push rods are pretty hefty too. So maybe they cancel each other out when you get rid of that fat battery. Well, we'll see. I mean, I'll figure something else. The, you know, the idea is try to move things around first. And in fact, you know, maybe I can get those servos further forward. Yeah. And, okay, here's the real question I want to ask. And I don't know how the original was, but my recollection of that uh, is, was it the Park Zone or what Hobbies, brand Hobbies was zone. that? Hobby Zone. That cub wing is just bare foam, and that's not fuel-proof, right? No. So, and it, this doesn't have like, craters in it from but, being eaten by fuel? See, Terry, this is the part about, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say renewable resources, but where you can just buy a Hobby Zone wing at any store and just throw it on there. <laughs> you know, there's no ailerons. I mean, so they, this might be the second wing they've gone through. Well, I could, I mean, I could just see as you as you're flying it, the wing just slowly dissolves, and that's how it lands. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, the, but Terry, the fuselage itself behind the plastic clamshell is foam. Just bare foam. Is bare foam? Have... No, okay, it's bare foam. Hmm. All right. So I thought about that, and that was one of the first thoughts I had before you mentioned that to me on the phone was. You know, so I'm going to sand it down because it's got <clears throat> all the, uh, what do you call it, machining the tabs. Mold marks. On what, are, what are they called? Mold marks. Mold marks. You know, yeah. what the, the little 
prickly things. Yeah, but the, <laughs> they're everywhere. The ribs. Come on, why can't they get rid of those things? Like, they're called studs. <laughs> that always frustrated me on a multiplex kit. <laughs> it's like, can't you uh, get rid of these? <laughs> um, but I figured I'd sand it down smooth and maybe just put a coat of water, uh, water-based polyurethane on it to see if that helped. Well, is that feel proof? It, it got to be better than, than the styrofoam. <laughs> Alone. Uh, maybe. All right, well, this ought to be interesting. Apparently it works, so maybe I'm just overthinking it. Yeah, just stick some fuel in it and see what it does. I got to get that run engine running, too. It does turn over if it's past that, but it doesn't have much compression, so maybe it's just a little dry. Yeah, check check out the head is on tight, too. <laughs> I've got a wrench for that. <laughs> yeah, we got one of them beryllium uh, reed valves. Oh. I don't want to take it. I'm hoping I can just put Fitz fuel in it and start her up. There you go. That'll work. That'll fire it right up. There you go. It's all in the fuel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Real quick, it just reminded me, um, you mentioned you picked up the Timber X. Um, Have you had a chance to put it together? I did. You did? I did pick up a Timber X. Here's... (laughs) I haven't told you all this, but (laughs) I posted on Facebook that half the time was taking the parts out of the box, you know, the other half was putting it together. It's actually very easy. <laughs> yeah. But what I didn't tell you guys was when I got the box, I opened up one end and I started pulling the inner styrofoam box out. It kept breaking. And that sucker did not want to release from the cardboard. So I opened the other end and started pulling and I just kept pulling. Sorry, it would not budge. So like a madman, like a child at Christmas, I took out my knife and just slashed that cardboard outer part <laughs> to get the styrofoam center piece out. Really? Was it, it just a tight fit or was it vacuum it, on the other end or what? <laughs> it, I don't know. It just would not release. And it was frustrating. It's like, give me that plane. <laughs> so uh, I'm giving a heads up for anybody else. I'm just curious if anybody else has that problem. But man, that is like a, a perfect fit into that cardboard box. It would not bulge. So wow. I hacked the, the outer cardboard out, uh, opened up the timber, Man, it, it, it really, it, it was the half time to take all the parts out and half time to put it together. It was very intuitive. The only time I really needed the manual was that there are three bags of screws, uh, two for the gear and one for the tail. And uh, two bags of screws are very similar self-threading screws. One's just a little bit longer, so I needed to know which one was which. And that was it. Everything else was just a breeze. Uh, wow. Not hard at all. Um, I did... Want to mention Jason Cole with RC Groups has already done a, a review on it, or he, he had a, a video with RC Groups, and I was watching it. I'm nodding w- with him when he's talking about it, and uh, you know, a couple of things that he liked that I like too is that the tail comes with two different rods, a carbon fiber and a steel rod. So if you want to just have simple flying where the CG's forward, you use the carbon fiber rod. If you want to do some 3D stuff, maneuvers, you know, and high angle attacks, whatever, you put the steel rod in to shift the CG back. Yeah, that's pretty So neat. it comes with, comes with both. It's great. And uh, he, the, the landing gear is really cool on it. He said it was bouncy on concrete, but it's great on the ground. I can imagine that. It looks really – I like the way it works. Well, I, also, while you're on that, uh, just to branch off of that, we did get a note from uh, Gary Wright. Who did some uh, some development on that timber, and because uh, we talked about it last time, he wanted to add some additional information to what we were saying or correct some things, and he had a couple interesting things to say. I thought um, 
people would like to know. Uh, and that one is, let's see, he said, um, while it's designed to run on 3 and 4S, if you do run a 3S, you can go to a slightly more pitch prop on it, 13.6 versus a 13.4 it comes with, if I remember correctly. Uh, he said the motor was custom wound for that plane. Uh, and so for that reason, uh, also this one in comparison to the regular timber has metal gear servos. And I think you said they have more torque as well. Yes. More torque and metal gear. So the little beefier servos in the timber X and he talks about the large control surfaces. He says it's longer in the fuselage length because of the enlarged rudder. So it's not really that they change the fuselage. It just has a larger rudder. Um, and, uh, the wing area is not all that much different from the stock timber. It just said it has a lot more, uh, ailerons, control surfaces. Okay. Uh, so a little less span, a little more cord. Yeah. A little less span, a little more cord and larger control surfaces. He says the thing is very strong. They've, they, they stress tested it pretty seriously and they couldn't break it in the air. Not, you can break it if you hit the ground, of course, but they said they did all kinds of, they used, they abused it in all kinds of, uh, uh, unspeakable ways in the air and they couldn't uh, break it. So, as they say, you can just really ring it the thing out without any worry. Uh, and the last thing he said, uh, we were talking about flight times. He said they were able to get up to eight minutes of flying if you use the throttle gently. Uh, and that they didn't really see a big advantage of going over 2200 milliamp hour battery packs. He said the bigger batteries just weighed more, didn't really give you the benefit you might think. Oh, so, there's some interesting things, and uh, thanks, Gary, for relaying that to us. But, yeah, it, it looks great. I like the the foam, and uh, I, I will tell you, the, <laughs> the arms on the servos for the elevator and rudder must be like an inch and a half long. <laughs> they're huge. They're super long. And then, of course, the, the position of the push rods on the farthest, you know, pole of those <laughs> arms. So I, the throws must be just crazy erratic. In fact, Jason was saying in his video that the rudder is almost too much. You know, he's he's doing like knife edges and he's had to pull back. So he might actually reduce the throws on the rudder a bit. No. Because <laughs> it's just too much. No, you we'll can see. That means you can do knife edge loops. Oh, oh, then maybe. All right. Uh, but the only, the only minor, and I mean minor issue is that it doesn't, at least I didn't see that the battery connector on this thing is an EC3. So I don't do EC3. So I'm trying to decide if I'm just going to put an adapter on there or pull the ESC out and swap it to a Dean's. Uh, I did pick up a 3S 2600 pack for it. So that's what I plan to fly with for the first few flights. That should be good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice looking model, but together very quickly. So, I mean, you have your radio and battery ready. You could be flying within, I don't know, 30 minutes. Take it, take it with you to the field. <laughs> Get that knife out, hack up the box. <laughs> <laughs> knife, hatchet, whatever you have. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if I'll get to fly tomorrow. The weather's still iffy, but uh, I will certainly post information about the Timber X when I have it available. Are you going to be nervous knowing that everybody's expecting a report from you? No, no, I'm think. From what I've seen so far on the, the Timber X thread, everybody's loving it. Well, good. Well, I've been having a little bit of fun uh, the past week or so with the uh, the, the big P-47 I've been working on. Uh, I got to the point where I've been working on getting the engine broken in and tuned up. And, man, it's been quite a learning experience working with uh, this, this engine. I'm using an RCGF 30, no, 26cc gasser. 
And this is the largest gas engine I've ever played with. And the first one I played with a rear carb. And the first one I played with a built-in choke. And uh, it's been... <laughs> I've really learned a lot because uh, uh, I did some things and I feel really stupid about that. Not that I think about it, but hey, it's part of the learning process. Are you going to share with us? Uh, your yeah, share a little bit. Um, woes? Uh, so... I, the only other gas engine I ever played with was an Evolution uh, 10cc with a Valiant that I uh, did a review on. And that was basically a glow engine with a spark plug. It had normal the carbs in the front, didn't have a choke. Uh, it mainly was very much like running a glow engine, just that it had an ignition module on it. And, uh, that was pretty much the only difference. In uh, this one, um, it... Uh, <laughs> so I... So I got it ready. So I, I said, okay, I'm going to start this thing up. I take it outside and uh, I got my chicken stick. Uh, I don't have a spinner or anything on it. So I can't use an electric starter. So I said, well, I'll just, you know, take it out, turn everything on. I close the choke. It's got a nice, I got a servo control choke on it. So I'm pretty happy about that. That's pretty cool. Uh, so and I'm flipping the thing and I'm flipping the thing and I'm flipping the thing and nothing. And I look and it doesn't look like any fuel is being pulled in through into the car, but it's just not doing anything. I said, well, it's not getting any fuel. What did I, something wrong with the fuel tank? So I pulled the fuel tank out, double check all the lines, and the fuel tank is just fine. And I put it back in, and it still won't prime. And then, well, okay, well, maybe I'll blow into the vet line and see if I can force some fuel into the thing. And I blow into the vet line. No, it still doesn't prime. Like, And I ran out of time. Uh, it was getting dark and had to go somewhere. So then I go out and then I finally go and I do some research and, you know, seeing if other people had the same problem and a few people had some problems, this and that and all kinds of questions. And then, and then a couple things come out and realize, A, it's got a, um, diaphragm. So it's a sort of a pump car. So blowing in a fuel line doesn't work. So that okay. was, that was a dumb thing to do because that's, you don't do that with that type of engine. The other thing is, and it clearly states in the manual, which I apparently didn't read that part, that when the engine is new, it's very dry, and so it's probably not going to prime very well. So you're supposed to stick your finger over the intake of the carb and and flip it over a few times to force fuel into it. So it wasn't so once I was able to get fuel into the carb, then it actually started up after a few flicks. So you, it's an interesting process because you have the choke on, you flip it until it's kind of wants to start, but won't, and then you turn the choke off and then flip it and it starts. It. And then it started right up once I did that. Uh, and then I got it running and, uh, and then I started, it was like, it was running, but it was a little rough. I think it was a little on the rich side. So I wanted to kind of tweak it a little bit and say, well, I mean, the, the high end didn't sound quite right. It didn't run up and kind of decrease in RPM. So well, I want to richen up the, uh, the high end. And I ended up adjusting the wrong valve because there's two needles on the, well, two adjustments on the carb. And what I thought was the high end was actually the low end. And so I'm tweaking the wrong one, getting the thing running, and it quits on me, and it wouldn't restart. Uh, and then I realized, oh, crap, I was adjusting the wrong one. So I had to reset them back to factory defaults, and then I was able to get it started again. And my last thing is a little bit of a gripe. I had no idea these things vibrated so much. <laughs> so holy I, I, it was you know i know i uh i knew they had a lot of vibration but at certain rpms the thing felt like it was going to just rip the airframe apart and i was like was my prop out of balance i pulled the prop off checked the balance the thing balance was spot on i think just vibrates a lot and it vibrated so much that 
uh, maybe it was a good thing because I didn't realize it, but one of the control um, um, arms that's glued in to the elevator fell out or broke off or glue came unglued or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Because <laughs> I was playing with the elevator. like, why is only half the elevator working? And I look out and the thing is just flopping around. It's like, yeah. So, so I went through and made sure. Could fly that way. Yeah, but, but you don't want to. So no. So I made sure I glued that one in really good. I make sure I sanded it. They're, they're, um, the actual arm is fiberglass, so I made sure I sanded it really well. And I pulled the other one off too, and made sure that was really done. So I don't want any problems in the air. Uh, so like I said, it's been a learning experience dealing with a really big gasser like this, and uh, it's interesting, but it's a totally different world from dealing with electric stuff. Do you need any sort of isolation mount to reduce the effects of vibration? Um, yeah, I thought about that. This one, I got everything already mounted up, so I don't feel like taking it apart and doing that. But if I were to do another one on my own, I probably would go with the isolation mount myself. Because okay. it was That's vibration a, a lot. Is that an off-the-shelf thing for this motor? Um, it's in the motor mount, so you'd have to get a mount. I think this, this is a beam mount. They make it for beam mounts. Yeah, yeah, you can get them. Yeah. Okay. And um, and I, I probably would recommend it if I were to do this again, get an isolation mount, see if that helps. Because it, it, full throttle wasn't too bad, and that idle wasn't bad, but around mid-range, it would start to rattle pretty good. Uh, so, fortunately, I, I wrapped some stuff in foam, and all the servos are bolted in, things are thread-locked. Uh, it's just... It's just <laughs> and, I, of course, I had to hack the cowl a little bit to get the muffler to fit. To stick out. Right. Remind me which P47 this is. This is the Hangar 9 30cc. No, 20cc. Excuse me. Okay. Uh, which What's just, the wingspan? I think 67 inches. If I remember correctly. Oh, okay. I would have thought bigger. But all right. It's The fuselage is pretty big. It's a big tubby thing. Even though the wingspan yeah. is not that big. Uh, the plane itself is very nice. I mean, uh, they went together fairly quickly. Uh, and it's got some nice design aspects to it. It's really, they did a good job with it. I really like it. Hopefully it flies well. I had to go, I had to add some lead weight to the nose. It wasn't balancing right. So, um, I had to go add about, uh, a pound of weight. To the wow. Nose. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. A pound? Uh, eight, 16 ounces. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. But it, hey, what? it's either that or it won't balance. And that's yeah, everything shut forward. Heavy than tail heavy. Yeah, really. Nose, what do they say? Nose heavy flies bad, tail heavy flies once. Uh, I need to wait, see if it's still within the weight spec. But it's a good size plane. It's probably not going to be that big of a deal. Right. So is the engine broken in now? No, I need to run it some more. I think it's loud, too. I was running into my backyard. I'm like, oh, the neighbors are going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> it is loud. Even when I had earplugs in, it's like, ah. Because it's reflecting off the buildings or something. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, I really want to take it out to the field and run it in some more. I've only got a couple tanks through it. So, um, uh, the last run I was tuned in a little bit. I'm still running it on a, on a rich side. But, uh, I think maybe today, uh, even though the weather's not that great, I might just take it out and just run it a few more tanks through it out the, at the field where it's not going to bother anybody. Right. And so when's the maiden? I don't know. We're actually talking about tomorrow, but like Lee says, the weather is looking really iffy. Um, maybe Sunday might be a little better. It's all weather dependent at this point. Other than that, it's ready to go. All right, cool. In your words, video or it didn't happen. Video? Oh, yeah, I got lots of video. It's going to be definitely videoed. 
the same admonishment for Lee. I know. Gotta I gotta go. Your, I gotta go drill those holes in the wings for those cameras. Now you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> which, by the come, way, tell me, if you come to my session, I'll show you how. Which, by the way, Terry, I have a gift for you. Hmm? I will not tell you what it is, and I'll make uh. this quick, and then you tell us your story. But uh, I have something for you that I got from my friend Ben, who was, you know, parting ways with some of his items, which I took another trip last night to his abode because uh, one of the motors that Austin got for this plane he's building was not behaving properly. We're not sure what it is, so we just figured we knew he had extra motors. And unfortunately, our conversation went into an hour, and then I ended up leaving with four boxes. And 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 it's not an L thirty nine. No, no. Which, by the way, it does look brand new. So you need to think, reconsider your your cost on that thing. Okay. But yeah, so I now have a possession of a lot of other doohickeys, and one item that I found. And I love doohickeys. Definitely giving to jiggers. Yeah, I think you'll like it. I'll see you at the expo. All right, you're such a tease. All right, yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, continue. What about you, buddy? What are you up to? Well, no, you talking about Ben reminded me that I wanted to ask you a question. You mentioned that he had that maker knife, which I have seen reference to, but I don't know what's supposed to be special about it. So what did you see? How did it make you feel? How do you pronounce David's last name? Winspell? Winspell? Vendestall? Vendestall? Okay. David. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, he and I are on a first name basis, so <laughs> yeah, right. we never say each other's last name. But David was you know, part of a team that did a... Is, uh, not a what do you call this? Kickstarter? I guess it was Kickstarter or something like that. But he created a little knife that uh, was like very nice metal, you know, stainless steel metal or something. So you could take those little um, utility knife blades and swap them out. But it's instead of like a push button that pushes it out, it's it's a little thumb or a little circle you can push out with your finger. I, I, I had photos. I guess I'll post them on Facebook. But it's called the Maker Knife. Okay. Did, did you see the second photo I sent? I'm sure I did. <laughs> it comes with a Band-Aid. <laughs> I thought Gosh. that was so cool. It was so cool. But Ben knows David. You know, Ben knows everybody. But supposedly Ben had a conversation with the guys who were working the knife, and Ben discovered a little problem. So, um, you know, he's got two of the darn things. <laughs> he's, but and it's funny because I was we were like looking for a knife, and he pulls it right out of his pocket. So he goes, "Yeah, it's my daily carry knife." So hmm. it's it's nice. I I mean, I like my buck knife, so I'm I'm not going to switch. Uh, and oh, I remember what this is. This is cool. I think I will tell you what Ben discovered. So Ben, when he got his maker knives, he was trying to use some old Craftsman blades that he had, Craftsman utility blades, and they wouldn't fit. And so just out of whim, he went to this hardware store and bought different brands of utility knife blades, you know, from uh, Stanley to was it uh, what's the Home Depot's got some brand starts with Husky. Anyway, he tried several blades out, and the Craftsman's were the only ones that wouldn't fit. They're hmm. they're cut differently. Those little notches at the top. Okay. And he let the guys know so they could, you know, put a little asterisk, I guess, on their your notes, like doing the Craftsman's don't fit this right. So just interesting, you know. You get you run into things like that. Anyway, so it's a it's a nice little utility knife, but I think it's quite expensive. Somewhere in the fifty, sixty range. Do you remember? Okay. No, I don't know. So, yeah, I really didn't know the the gist of it. It's really a, a handle made for expendable blades. Correct. Okay. 
and just yeah, for, I I took that story in a long long uh, route, right? <laughs> I knew what I was getting into. That's <laughs> me. Yeah. It um, is cool look, and Austin was loving it, but you know, I I don't know. I think it's it's a hefty price for a simple utility blade. Well, if it's your daily carry, that you can justify it then. But all right, well, I appreciate you explaining it. I just again, I had seen some some pictures of it and some whispering, but I just didn't know what the gist of the whole thing was. Now, it's my opinion that E-Flight should jump on this, and with every Timber X, they sell a binding fly, a plug-and-play, and a maker knife. (laughs) So you can cut that box open really quick. (laughs) All right, back to you, Terry. brass tubing to put holes in the way. Oh. All right, so what am I supposed to answer? What am I telling you about? What you doing? You were making some noise earlier before the show. Are you going to talk about that thing? I did. That's the um, hovercraft that I made. Oh, I thought that was a darn gas engine. <laughs> it was so loud. <laughs> Didn't you think it was louder car. than that, Fitz? It sounded pretty loud. I thought he was running the car in the house. <laughs> yeah, I powered it with an old laptop fan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little quadcopter made out of old four nights. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're looking for a summary of what I've been up to, I guess. The the answer to that is um, a lot of different things. I've been in kind of a cleanup mode. And there's some swap meets coming up, so I've been going through my things trying to figure out what I might get rid of at swap meets and what I can't get rid of. All those sorts of things. And in doing that, I keep running across things that I forgot I had and get interested in again. <laughs> so... So I haven't really focused on anything lately, but I have been playing around with a few different UMX planes. I got my uh, UMX T28 that I originally bought just to yank the receiver out to put in the Waco glider, but I put a different receiver in it, one that doesn't have save, and I also upgraded the power system. I used a different brushed motor, a higher KV, and a high-voltage LiPo, so I'm going to see how it flies, but I expect good things. And that's the same upgrade that I did on the C-47, which allowed it to tow the Waka glider. So I want to see if it's kind of a universal fix for those brushed ultra-microplanes. So that's what I've been working on. That and the hovercraft lately. And I'm sitting here next to me is this awesome sign that is turned on and says, On Air. There are Buddy Keith. I, he sent one to each of us. And I'm just amazed at this thing. So I, I want to dig into it again and see how he did what he did. But the, the guy's amazing. Very careful. Oh, you got to keep it closed. Keep the mystery going. <laughs> it's it's well, special. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I still want to pull back the curtain. I still need to open mine and put batteries in it because it doesn't turn on. Well, mine's huh? in the work. Mine's in the workshop until our next YouTube. I didn't want to bring it in my office, so yeah. it's ready for our next YouTube show to. to Show everyone that was cool. I think you posted it on Facebook, didn't you? Yeah, there's a yeah. picture of it in the dark, and uh, one side has our logo, the other side has on air, like you see on the radio station or something. And uh, I keep it on my desk where I usually work just because I think it looks cool, and then I bring it down here for our sessions. So, yeah, I, so I've said this to Keith via text, but Keith, thank you, these things are amazing. And funnily, funnily, is funnily a word? It is now. It is today. Funnily enough, uh, I tweeted a picture, that same picture, on our Twitter account, and AMA responded and wants us to bring those uh, lights to the AMA Expo. 
So I'll bring mine. You guys don't have to put yours on the plane. But oh, nice. That was nice yeah. of them. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Put it in the corner during your little session. <laughs> yeah. On air. Yeah. On air. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's your own people's site. On air. Well, that's what we're talking. No. Oh. Well, yeah. When we're talking, you say on air. Yeah. I'll be on air. Can you bring a mirror so we can see on air and the RC at the same time? Yes. Bring like a disco ball. <laughs> yeah. Just no, oh. put, just put it on a put it on a round table. Get one of your, you know, motor setups. Get that mega motor. <laughs> <laughs> mega motor. Oh make it make it spin. Just gear it down. <laughs> oh yeah, like a, a motorized laser <laughs> Susan. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> That's your mission, Terry, is to put the <laughs> the round table. On air box in a spinning rotation. Yeah, I guess we're both going to have a surprise in New Jersey, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, so, this is this is our last show before we get together. Finally, how long has it been? Twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah, it was. When was so, when, yeah? When was that? Hooray. Was it best? I think yeah. it was the last time was we were all three together. Yeah. So I've seen you. In, each of you individually in the past year. Well, I saw Fitz last summer, and Lee, when's the last time you and I met up? Best. Yeah. Best. Really? Was it that long ago? Oh. Yeah, and it might be a good year for us because I want to add on to our little get-together. Uh, Flight Test released the date for Flight Fest Ohio, which is July 11th through the 14th. Okay. And I am planning to take not only my... Oldest son, Austin. But it might be a road trip for my family. All right. Oh, wow. Road trip. We are, we are thinking of getting a camper and driving to Ohio because my wife's family grew up in Chagrin Falls, Ohio. How far away is that? 50 miles. Five zero? Five zero. Okay. So that's not bad. Did you oh, see? so we're... Thinking we may go do Flight Fest and or go a little early, do Chagrin, and then come back and do Flight Fest. She still have family up there? No, no, but it's just they want to go out and visit, and you know, it's been pretty. And we got a lot of pictures from when they grew up there. Right, so, that'll be fun. And you're not too far down the road, so I hope to see you there. You probably will. See? So I'll get to see you again. Yeah. And we'll just strap fits to the top. <laughs> uh, no. Like roadkill? Like, I could tow his car. I could tow his little Audi behind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be in it. Yeah, just, just take a nap. Yeah, just wake me up when we get there. <laughs> all right, well, I'm all excited now. This will be fun. All right. So, guys, tune in. Yeah, because we'll be doing live recordings via Facebook while we're there. We'll obviously put a lot of pictures up as well, like we always do, just like the uh, Georgetown swap meet. But yeah, we'll be doing some live recording on Facebook. I'm assuming we'll record our show, a live show, like we did at Flight Fest. Fitz? Yeah, I think so. We'll, we'll try to do that. I'm not sure of the like, logistics yet, if we'll do that at the show or in a hotel or what. But uh, definitely. After hours. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And just post it when we get back. Yes. Sounds good. All right. Well, I think that uh, about wraps up uh, this uh, episode. We'll next time we'll hear from us at AMA Expo East, and we are very much looking forward to it. And on that note, I think we'll cut out for now, and we'll see you on the East Coast. See you soon, Terry. Bye bye. 
please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.